The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, just as we are one. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the son of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world so that they may share my joy completely. I gave them your word, and the world hated them, because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world, and I consecrate myself for them so that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Five years ago or so, give or take a few months, I did some hospital ministry in Tampa, Florida. It's kind of one of the rite of passages in our formation as Franciscan friars to do hospital ministry, hospital chaplaincy. Program's called CPE, it's clinical pastoral education. But it's so much more than just doing hospital ministry. It's really a time where one encounters some of their trigger points, some of the things that they don't always realize about themselves. You get to deal with some of your stuff and how in ministry sometimes people like kind of push your buttons or whatever. So it's a really good time for, for growth. But I worked in, in Tampa, Tampa General Hospital in the pastoral care department. We worked with like various other Christian faiths of people and all of the ones who were, you know, above me were not um, Catholic at all, actually. There was Baptists, there was uh, Presbyterians and some others of different faith denominations that were the ones who were teaching me how to minister in this very ecumenical, very interfaith setting. And honestly, when I first got there, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have not the best, like, um, and I don't have any experience doing this. And I was a little apprehensive. Maybe, you know, we'd get into some little arguments about theological points of faith or, you know, maybe there'd be a little tension on, on belief structures. But as the program went on, I began to see that there was so much more in common that we held with each other than what divided us. Each of us sought to help those we were ministering to, help them grow closer to Jesus. And I learned, I actually learned so much from them and their witness and I believe they learned from me as well. There was a beautiful um, shared goal and mission to help others closer to God. There's a great unity in our work despite the theological differences. And I bring all this up because this is the unity that Jesus is praying for here in the John chapter 17, his last prayer of the farewell discourse. This John chapter 17, at the end of this chapter, then he goes and uh, is, goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and is arrested, and we know the story from there. But this is Jesus' final dialogue, if you will, before his last words on the cross. And what does he do is he prays this key line, Father, keep them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one, just as we are one. 
It's a great prayer and a desire for unity. In fact, popes have used this quotation in interfaith dialogue to seeking the common ground that we may have, you know, a, a, a growth towards Jesus. Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, Jesus says, that they may be one as just, be one just as we are one. This is known as the high priestly prayers that he prays to the Father on behalf of us all. And in this prayer, he prays for the good of those he has worked with and also prays for the good of all. And as he's about to, you know, go out and, and, and suffer and die and then ascend into heaven, he entrusts the disciples with his work. But I always like to focus on this line of unity, this line of unity that they may be one. Unity and communion are essential parts of the Christian life. As I was sharing in my hospital ministry, mo most of us were working there with the shared bond of Christian baptism. We had more in common than, you know, sometimes we think about. I think a lot of times we think in different faith denominations that there has to be these struggles and these arguments. And, you know, I'm on TikTok and a lot of times on there, there becomes like little arguments about like Catholics worship Mary, this, that, and the other thing. Or sometimes some of our Catholic people on there start being antagonistic towards other Christian faiths. And we all know that a lot of times that type of dialogue doesn't go very far. It usually becomes us versus them kind of attitudes. But sometimes the focus on what brings us together or what we share, our love for the scriptures, a, a common Christian baptism, all of those things I think are very, very important for being a witness to live as one as Jesus is praying for here. Yes, there are differences in faith, but there is plenty in common as well. And if we look at the world, unity and communion are, I believe, some of the biggest things that Christians are called, all of us Christians and Catholics, all of us are called to model for the world because we're living in a time where it's very much divided. Divided in uh, opinions, uh, political opinions, uh, faith, different faith things. There's a lot of, you know, people desiring to not understand the other and seek to cause even more dis division. It's a big struggle in our world right now, but yet the Lord prays for unity, and I think that's a huge, huge thing for us to try to model for those in the world. As we've known that sin has broken the original unity, that original sin, right? And its effects get passed down generation to generation, and we see that playing out in the world today, obviously. But we as followers of Christ share in the redeeming work of Christ and share in his work to build up the kingdom of God. And with that, we are the ones that Jesus prays for here in John 17. We are the ones that they may be one as you and Father are one. So the question becomes, how do we foster unity? How do we foster this unity that Jesus prays for? Well, as a good Franciscan, I always like to look to the life of St. Francis and his example. In his Canticle of the Creatures, that's the famous poem, the Canticle of, of Brother Son that he wrote a couple years before his death, he writes a final verse in, in the last year of his life. And in that verse, well, he writes a couple final verses, but he adds to the prayer this line. He said, Blessed are those who endure in peace, for by you most high shall they be crowned. And he writes this line in specific response to the conflict between the bishop and the mayor of the town, the political 
and the religious authority had been arguing over things. And he says, look, we need to dialogue. You need to endure in peace. You're going to have to learn how to live with each other in a way that is an instrument of peace. That famous line of St. Francis, right? Being an instrument of peace. Similarly, two of our, you know, Franciscan goals of higher education, I like to throw them in every once in a while, the two of our Franciscan goals of higher education, which are, you know, guiding principles of this university community, is respect for the uniqueness of individual persons and solidarity and reconciliation. I think these goals seek to show us that each person is created in the image and likeness of God. And with that, it's a calling for us to seek to honor that, even amidst the disagreements to seek to honor and respect the image of God in each and every person, and to be ministers of solidarity and reconciliation, just like St. Francis in that prayer, to endure in peace, to be an instrument of peace. All of these can speak to the division of our world. So how do we live this out? Well, I think through prayer and asking the Lord, hey, can I be better at dialogue and honoring the goodness of each and every person, even despite the little disagreements or sometimes the big ones, can I do better, Lord, at honoring and loving them because they're made in your image and likeness? In this way, we can foster community, that we can live out what Jesus asks the Father in this prayer, that they may be one, as you, and fa- you Father, and I are one. So this day, we pray to be instruments of peace in the little ways, the big ways, in the moments of our life with our family, our friends, those we meet. May we be ones who build up unity, dialogue, and love, to love our neighbor as ourself, as Jesus asks us to do. So let's be encouraged as we receive this Eucharist. Ask the Lord for the grace to be one who builds up community, builds up unity, and seeks to foster that oneness that God pray, that Jesus prays for here in this prayer this day. May God give us the strength and the peace to carry out his work. Amen.